we're back on Steelers <clears throat> Touch Down and uh, I'm Matt Pepper, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Mark, we didn't get to us slinging the slang. So no. just as we like to say, just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. What Aussie word, Aussie culture reference, what <clears throat> have you got for the listeners this week? Bloomin' hell. Bloomin' hell is how I feel. That's more of a UK thing, though, too. But bloomin' hell. Bloomin' heck. Bloomin', bloomin', bloomin'. What's going on? What are we doing? You know, we're one and two. Uh, I'm just a bit frustrated with this team, and I want to cheer them on so badly. But uh, this week is just, yeah, it's almost a swear word, but it's not a swear word kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Bloomin' hell. Let's get this, let's, let's get this together. What's yours? Mine is... <laughs> Mine, Mark, and I'm laughing because I use it as the pump-up song for Mark and I this week. Sometimes we have a pump-up song before we go on. We just play a little bit of the song. There's a song by an Australian uh, artist, Jimmy Barnes, 1985, called Working Class Man, right? So, you know, I couldn't come up with a slang word this week. But I invite you to go check it out. Uh, I know it's the vintage of, of some of our listeners, uh, you know, on the audio side or that listen live to us on Facebook and YouTube. But there's, you know, it's a classic song, even if you're, you know, on the on the younger side of 30, what have you, you know, it'll sound like some of the songs that your parents have listened to and what have you, but that you, you remember from growing up, classic song. Uh, but there's a paragraph in it that says, well, he's a steel town discipline. He's a legend of his kind. He's running like a cyclone across the wild Midwestern sky. Oh, 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 he's a working class man. And I don't know. I just feel like it's a, we need it's a Pittsburgh star, song. Yeah, that's the, that's it. It's Steel Town Discipline. It's working class, coming like a cyclone with TJ Watt. And yeah, oh, I don't yeah. Know, it just got me feeling it this weekend. Is this, this Australian long weekend? And uh, yeah, so I, I invite you all to go find that out on YouTube uh, after you finished the show and finished listening to our show this week. But uh, yeah, here we've we got a super chat here from Dave Shipley. I've been looking at it for the last ten minutes. Like I can't. I don't didn't want to lose it. So, yeah, Dave Shipley's got another one up there. Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, I support oh, that, you guys. Oh, my, oh, my bad. Oh, is there another one? I'll pull it up. Yeah. Anyway, Dave Shipley <laughs> says, Dave Shipley, thank you all for all the money in the tip jar this week. It's like, I support you guys. It's one of my favorite podcasts besides Bad. Uh, and Saturday morning at noon Eastern time, miss my Saturdays and Sundays with Bad and Mr. T. Uh, and then where was the other one? Sorry, uh, I missed I, that. Yeah, I've got this last one. He's, he's you know... There we go. Now, I don't know what that means. Does it just mean that Tuit's two, two, still out? We're missing it and Washington football team? Like, what does that mean? What, the foot? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is he just saying we're missing, we, we are missing it here? So Dave should we gives another $2 and says it question mark, and WTF. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't need, need to park the speculation on it. I, I wonder whether this is more uh, than just that, just that knee injury. But, you know, we not, not you can't put yourself in his head after what he's gone through, right? So I just hope he comes back soon. But it does need to come back. Uh, we've got a certain amount of cap that's invested, you know, in that position. And, you know, I, I just hope it's sooner rather than later. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going right to say. All right. Let's move into the Packers this week, Mark. So, you know, when it comes to the Packers this week, what are you looking for from the Steelers to be able to show up and to get the win? I know you're not. I know you're not predicting the win. Oh, I was just going to say a win, but then you then you uh, added a bit more to it. 
<laughs> I love, sorry, continue, continue, continue your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, this this time zone of moving an hour ahead has got us this week. Uh, yeah. What what I mean by though is that what do the Steelers have to do to get a win against the Packers this week? Even though I know you're predicting a loss, uh, I am predicting a loss in the in the article, and you guys will see that when it comes out uh, in, or to, before the game. But uh, I've been saying it for for yonks now and for ages: be competitive. Why can't we be competitive? You're playing this game for a reason. You're playing it for your family, for money, for your community. You're playing it for yourself. You're, you're playing, you're on that field and there's only 53 people who can play it. Um, you've got to come together as a team, come together as a unit, and you have to play competitively. If you don't play competitively and you don't have the aspiration to win, then you're going to lose and you're going to lose by a lot. Uh, and you will get injuries. Like we said, if you don't play 100%, you're going to, injuries happen. Uh, if you don't protect Big Ben behind this O-line, if you don't, like it's all great, you know, with the with the offensive line picking him up. But you know, the best way to 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 not allow that discussion, don't let him fall down, don't let him get hit. Like all week, we're saying, well, they didn't pick up Big Ben. I would rather not them pick him up at all because they're not letting the the defense get to him. You know, like they, they gotta, they really have to work together. It's a new offensive line. It really is. A, it's a, it's a hard task for these guys. But if you go out there and play competitively and think back to your college days, to your high school high school days, think back to the fundamentals of football. Um, you know, on that tackle that that uh, Boyd got away from three Steelers, that can't happen in the NFL. That is Lions kind of stuff. That is old Bengals kind of stuff. That is not competing to the football and saying, oh, somebody else is going to get him. You need someone to step up. And in their mentality, everyone has their own mind and say, I need to step up. And when that happens, Ingram will make plays. Highsmith is coming back. He'll make plays. Cam Haywood is, is a leader in that locker room. Things need to develop in a way where, you know, they talk about sh- – there's so much, like, I understand as a Steel fan, it's so frustrating now because there's so much talk about what we're going to do and it never happens. So much promise um, and it never happens. So what I expect from this team is to – like come out and 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 run the ball and get six yards. Let's get let's get second and four and play off that. You know, do something a bit crazy and maybe do an uh, end round to 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 DJ or or a screen and then get things moving the ball forward a little bit better. It's just I really don't know with this offense and this defense can't hang in there all the time. I'm not giving up. I will never give up. Even if they're one and five, we still have a chance. You know, um, what's that that movie from uh, Dumb and Dumber? You know, when he asked that girl out and he's saying, what are my chances for with you and I, uh, you know, being together? And she's like, one in a million. He's like, so you tell me I have a chance. We have a chance, but you got to play competitively. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it. you have to play competitively. Otherwise, it it's it's hard for us to put on the jersey and wake up at 4 a.m. 100%. And I, and I said something similar in War Room this week. Like, you know, we do wake up that early to watch a team win. We do watch that team to, you know, if they're not going to win, play with passion, put it in, put in the, you know, complete effort, you know, go out there to win the game from the opening kickoff, not the second <laughs> half. Uh, you know, and before I get into it here, I just want to bring up uh, Shield puts $5 in the chip dial. Thanks very much, uh, Shield91. He says, Steel Town by Steve. Uh, Mokler is a great song about Pittsburgh cheese mates. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that one out. Um, but what you said there, I, I heard from Matt Kennedy this week. We got to get back to the fundamentals. Are you for real, mate? Mm. You're a professional football team. 
The fundamentals should be a given. You're not paid millions of dollars a year to not do the fundamentals. Do the fundamentals. Now, appreciate in context what he was saying is probably we, we shouldn't go try and do all the cute stuff and make it too complex and get back to the basics. But the basics are the O-line needs to push forward and create yes. running lanes and protect Big Ben or none of it happens. So if you're not going to do it, you know, if, if the kitchen's too hot, get out of the kitchen. That, that's that's all I got yeah. to say about it. Like it, it just, from my side of things, when it comes to the defense is you get, if you're going to get Watt back this week, you're going to get Highsmith back this week, right? They need to step up. They really do need to step up with two it out. You know, they need to help Cam Hayward out there on the defensive line with no Alawalu. They've got to shut down the run. They've got to get back to that solid run defense they've had over the last couple of seasons. And the secondary has got to learn how to capitalize off this, right? And, you know, I actually thought Shobert didn't play, you know, awfully last week. I know there was some tape that suggested he was terrible. I didn't think he was the worst player on the field by any stretch. But Devin Bush needs to step up this game. Devin Bush, I feel, is is a real key in this game, uh, you know, and particularly because when you look at the the Packers, Aaron Jones is out for this game, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think Marcos Valdez-Scantling from wide receivers out AJ Dillon might be out too as well. Uh, they've got another back that could be out. They're going to be passing the football. They're going to be relying on their tight ends, and, and they've got some really. They've got a couple of you know tight ends that can make plays there as well. They've got a big body wide receiver in Alan Lazard. Uh, you know they need to do something here, and Devin Bush needs to step up and make this difference. So for me, the, as I say, the secondary. And the middle linebackers have to capitalize on what the what the defense, what the defensive line, and what the the outside linebackers and edge rushers are setting up for. If they don't do that, we've got no chance in this game because the yeah. offense doesn't have 20, 25 points in them. They got to hold them back. They got to create turnovers. They got to be you know uh, proactive and not reactive to the situation. Like go out there zero zero. Um, this is my team, and I'm going into to a hard place to win. But honestly. The Packers, you know, besides Rodgers and some of their guys on the receiving, like, who are they as an identity as well? I, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL right now. Um, <laughs> they, they, the Lions was keeping up with them, and they, they beat the Lions. Uh, they went toe-for-toe with uh, 49ers, and the Saints beat them in the first week. And for me, Rodgers, uh, he did seem checked out, like, throughout the whole offseason about, you know, where am I going to go, Steelers or, to, or Denver, another team. And the Saints got them on their day. So I don't think it's the same old Packers uh, with yeah. their defense. It, it, it seems like this is a game that, honestly, out of the four games, this might be would, – would okay, I'll ask you this question. Would this be the easiest game out of the four games, this team? Yeah, probably. And, and it's interesting you say that. And the, I'm going to say the, the wider thing to think about out of this or the macro view on it is – this goes back to that, yes, the Steelers have the hardest schedule by strength of schedule, but you don't know what the schedule actually is in terms of difficulty until you actually see the teams play that year. People can have injuries. People can just be in poor form, what have you. But I would argue that, yeah, it is. And the funny thing is, and you do see this with good teams from time to time, sometimes they are better away than they are from home. They get more motivated. They, you know, the, the schedule works better for them. They're not as casual about it. They're not in their own environment. They're men- mentally more attuned. And we saw that with the Bills game. We've had the couple of games at home. Could they go to Lambeau and win it in Lambeau? And suddenly the thing resets. The other thing is that Raiders team are a good team. 
right? They if they beat the Chargers this week, and the Chargers are a very good team, even if they lose against the Chargers, I think it'll be closer than what people think. That Raiders team is a good and, team. Or they're, they're at least in hot form, right? They they've beat, yeah. they beat the, the Ravens as well, right? And then you look at the Bengals, and I said it all offseason. Remember I said we will get beaten. At, the Bengals will beat us yes, at home because yeah. they want it more, right? And they wanted that game more. And you heard it from people like Mike Hilton, who I thought borderlined on disrespectful um, and some of the things that he was saying. But they wanted it more. They had young guys that wanted to prove themselves. And I can say that too because they came back from 14-0 down this week against Jacksonville. They want it. They they want to prove that they're not the cellar dwellers of the AFC North and the AFC. That's what I said. I think they're an angry side. I think, you know, yeah. I, the Jags had that game and they did come back with Joe Burrow, young quarterback, Jamar Chase, some of those fellas, Tyler Boyd. Their offensive line's playing pretty good. Their, their running game's pretty good. Their defense is playing um, really well. You know, they're, they're not the old the Bengals that lose all the time. I hope they are. But they're playing angry and they have they're starting to form their identity being three and one. So I'm not saying they're gonna win the north, but I'm saying at least they have they're forming an identity where the Steelers aren't. We 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 have no real identity to shit. You know? So on the on the Packers side of things, Mark, what do the Steelers need to shut down from the Packers? Like where do you think the Packers could, you know, get the advantage over the Steelers this well, week? You, you said it before, and I think I don't know the guy's name, but the, the tight end is it Tunyon? Is it he the Green Bay Packer tight end? Uh, or, or am I? I haven't got my my depth chart up here. Um, but the, the tight ends in general, I think there's there's one or two blokes that um, Aaron Rodgers seems to go to a lot, and he's the kind of the sneaky guy that 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 goes out of the backfield, and you don't think you know it might the ball might go to Adams, but then it ends up going to a tight end for a screen, and he gets yeah, like 30, 20. 40 yards. Tonya, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he's the guy. And you've got some Brown, who's pretty big as well. Like he can, he can show up too. Is he the other tight end? There's two. No, no, he's a wide receiver, and so is Alan Lazard. But they're almost like they like Chase Claypool size, right? Uh, okay, yeah, I think there's some receivers here that aren't, you know, in the NFL media is like the best of the best. But Aaron Rodgers is using him like pretty, in pretty good, like stout. Like the Tunyon guy. Uh, I think he's got a few touchdowns. Or in the Lions game, I saw he was just lighting him up. Yeah, he was their fourth, fifth, fourth receiver, and he just, um, you know, was winning the battles one on one against the the linebacker. So the, I think if we if we do lose this game, it's you know they might take care of Adams, take care of Jones if he does play, or the other receivers. But I think that's going to uh, allow their tight ends to get over the top of us, and Rogers will find him. And if he wins that battle against Bush or Schobert or whoever's covering the tight ends. We're in a bit of trouble. And then how do how does Big Ben respond uh, with the offense? You know, can we go score for score? At this moment, we we, we can't go score for score. Mate, we, we can't go score problem. for score with anyone. <laughs> Sorry, we can't. I don't mean to be like I don't mean to be uh, negative about that, but I, I don't we don't we, no, we can't. Pick a team in the league that we can go to score for just, score with. I just had to say it. Like it's just no, no, I know. I'm not having. A, I'm not having a crack at you, mate. I just, <laughs> you know, like there's no one we're going to score to score with. You know, if there was yeah. relegation right now, we'd be relegated. I just oh, we go into the into the CFL. Yeah, uh, down one ladder. Uh, well, I don't think, well, we could probably go score to score with whichever Canadian football team Landry Jones is playing for. <laughs> uh, would would he score? Why are we talking about CFL? <laughs> Oh, no, oh, there's some okay, weird names in that CFL, man. There's some weird names. Oh, who's who's your guy? Or oh, the Bearcats? What or the the Wild Bearcats? Whatever it is. 
I don't know. It's There's like, some Canadian. I don't, I don't know. While we're looking this up, though, uh, what we did want to say is, you know, from the, if there's any questions, get them ready because Mark and I are going to do our bold predictions, our punts of the week. Is like saying Australia are punts a gamble. Oh, uh, I know what it is. I know. What get, it is. get your question. Get your questions ready. But Mark, what's your what's your punt of the week? Oh, okay. Uh, my punt of the week this week is uh, Cody White because he's playing right. Yeah, yeah, he's been moved up. He's been yeah, so he, I did read that correctly. Cody White will get 45 yards and one TD. 45 yards plus and one TD. He played well last week. He 45 yards off one pass or like multiple? no, 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 like 45 yards in total because he's he's the guy you don't think he. Well, you think he won't get yards, right? He's only the the fourth, fifth guy, but I think he'll play in this game a little bit because he did play last week when Claypool went out or one of the one of the receivers went out, and he got uh, two receptions, I believe, and almost a first down, but. He got some separation. I did see there was two routes where he got separation from the, yeah, from the, the, the cornerback. Um, maybe Ben goes to him, and I think he'll get 45 yards plus, which I think is, you know, 50-50 and one TD. So that's my part of the week. What's yours? <laughs> it's 50-50, but it's 45. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, crack me up there. <laughs> yeah, that Canadian one, just because we are, you know, being a bit free-flowing for this podcast, is... Uh, <laughs> the Canadian Rough Riders. That's yeah. Really bad. What's, What's the bad? other one? The the Tiger Cats, isn't it? Is there There's one Tiger one? Cats? The yeah, Stampeders. What, the, what are you? The Blue Bombers. <laughs> the Argonauts. I mean, come on, man. What is that? Behind what the steel. Behind Michael the, Beck uh... will have to give us a background <laughs> on this. Don't they have an extra player or a different size field or something? I don't know. Really yeah, and anyone can move. So, like, all, all the offense can move at any time before the snap. Uh, there's only three downs. The Tiger Cats, who are you cheering for? A tiger or a cat? Like, I don't know who you are. Uh, I don't know. Is the Tiger a big cat? Shouldn't they just call them the Tiger Big Cats? I don't know. I used to, I tried to follow it. It's just, I can't do it. How can you follow that stuff? I don't know. Uh, my punt of the week this week is. Devin Bush force fumble. Yes. Yes. And then that needs to happen. And but the, and the Steelers will recover it. I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say it's a scoop and score, but that's what I would say. And I'll also say Cam Haywood, a force fumble through Rogers. I'm gonna go double force fumble here. Double trouble. So Devin Bush, does he force, force fumble? fumble? From a running back, a receiver, or, or whatever. A it's just happening in the middle. It's just happening, I think, in the middle of the field. I think it's happening through the passing game. He's just going to smack the lights out of I a got receiver. One for you. What about if Cam Haywood force fumbles recoveries and then Devin Bush steals it from Cam Haywood? Does that count as a fumble? That's, no, that's in, the same, in the same play. That can happen. No, it can't. Well, mate, we talked about CFL. Like, I had to go out on a stretch. I know, I know. <laughs> but like, but Deontay is like, a little cannonball to Cam Haywood, who's like, you know, I don't, I don't know, yeah, it's not going to work. Anyway, let's move uh, on. Let's get in. We've got a super chat before we go to some live Q and A. Ben's make Ben's making on purpose, making mistakes on purpose. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, Jonathan Dwyer called him out, and so did AB. He's a spoiled kid who responds adverse when he doesn't get his way. Okay. Yeah, you know what though, I. Uh... Okay, it's easy to call somebody out once you're not on the team. Like I did a rant today on oh the other day on with my Steel Nation Australia, um, I was talking about Ryan Clark talking uh, saying that the the Steelers are a total failure of an organization. They've lost two games. It's really easy to tell someone who they are when you're not in the team anymore. It takes guts to do it when you're inside the team. So you know those blokes, AB and that AB. I don't 
AB, like, I, I loved him as a stealer, but he went crazy, and, and now he's not in our lives anymore, you know? So, and the other guy, uh, Dwyer, I think, was a running back. It's easy to call someone out when you're not in the team. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to ever hear anything from AB again, okay? I'm going to go on a rant here, and, you know, people can go just some dumb Aussie in Australia, right? I don't want to hear anything from AB again. AB went on and 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 on. Actually, pause, newsflash. This is like a, probably a nut rant that like no one's ever heard before, right? My family have to hear this crap all the time, right? I don't want to hear from AB again. Don't want to hear it. We hear from him. He went on and on and on, as I just said before. Ridiculous. You went on about getting the ball all the time. You had a tantrum when you didn't get the ball all the time. Then you're on a team where you don't get the ball all the time and you get a Super Bowl and you sit there and go on about how lovely Brady is and how good the Bucs are and everything wrong with the Steelers. Well, if you brought the same attitude to the Steelers, you'd still be in the team. We would have won Super Bowls potentially or at least been competing from them and you'd still be here creating a legacy. Instead, you're going down as one of the crazies in the league. And I agree that you had that bad hit from Burphy. But I don't want to hear from AB. He's the biggest hypocrite known to man. I don't want to hear from Martavius Bryant. You forced your way out of Pittsburgh. Like, I don't want to hear it from them. You haven't done anything. You're not Hyde's Ward. You don't have a Super Bowl. You haven't got us there. You know, even though you had that great relationship with Ben. AB wouldn't have had half the money that he's got without Big Ben. He's got to remember, he was a six-round draft pick. Have some respect to the franchise that invested in you. It was the same thing a little bit to a degree but, I, you know, it also goes back to how I was feeling a bit with James Harrison last week. Without the Steelers, these players wouldn't be anything. Like, get back in your box and get on with life. You, you've got money for life. You know, you're a known entity. You've got the chance to play in the, in the National Football League. You've got, to, you've got to play the game that you're meant to love. I don't want to hear it anymore. And as for guys like Brian Clark and the rest of them, I don't see you volunteering to be on the coaching staff. Until you sit there and say, you know, I applied, they didn't accept me, and then you're giving your opinion, I don't care. Like, you know, yeah. what are you doing to make a difference? Are you mentoring Terrell Edmonds? Are you mentoring James Pierre? What are you doing about it? And, and that's it's, what I find really frustrating. It's a hot take. Like, you know, Ryan Clark came out and said the organizational failure, and that's just that's just dead set wrong. Two, two losses, and you, you go down that route, and there's no respect for your, your former team. Um, you know, I, I agree with you, AB, but I disagree with uh, Harrison. I think Harrison, you know, Harrison. I'm not trying to have a dig at Harrison. I'm just saying, like, I think that's one of the things I found hard is there's a lot of criticism for the franchise. But, but I, you know, what helped turn me this week? Bad's interview with Justin Harrison, right? Exactly. So, so if you missed it this week, Brian Anthony Davis, the big bad, the podcast producer, got to interview Justin Harrison, and he was actually saying positive and constructive things about the team. And that shifted me. And if you missed it, go back and listen to it. He was, yeah, he, he's just saying the Steelers don't count him out this shit. I think he's got a bit of, bit of heart and still a bit of legacy with that Steelers yeah. franchise. Even though yeah. he is the one that went to the Bengals for a year and the Patriots, and he still had the steel heart. Whereas Ryan Clark and the AB guys with their comments or, or Clark's comments is like, you can't, what are you saying? I know it's because it's a hot take and it gets us fired up. And then, you know, our mate Dan Orlowski, that, that has won two games in the NFL, starts speaking about how Ben can't do it anymore. Some of these guys, you know, you you are better off. And I'm so thankful we have a, a crew, a guy, uh, everyone in the live chat listening to our takes because some of these guys in the NFL media, like there were nothing in the NFL. Dan Orlowski, never listened to him. Don't listen to the guy. He he played for the Lions and he's like two and, uh, or he's like five and 12 or something starting. 
and he's giving us like uh, repetitions or ideas on who's going to be the best quarterback. Don't listen to those guys. I'm 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 done with them. I'm so well, I also like you know, and he's Mister Third and Fifth or Mister Gummy Richards. I don't I don't. Why are we paying attention to someone that's throwing like pen? And I can say it. It's a part of the male body. Penis shaped freaking lollies. His baby mama. The foul things he said. The bloke yeah. shouldn't even be allowed in the NFL for some of the stuff that he's. I I just like no. I have no time for that. A B. This is what happens, Matty, when you when we uh you know we wait all week to get all the information in and we start to to, to let loose in the hour. But we, it's true. Like these players, they won't be you know like still a culture. Like I do, I do like what AB did, one of the greatest receivers. But he's not. He's no longer in our in our law or our culture anymore. We have the guys like Heinz Ward, um um you know the mean Joe Green, those guys that you know the Steeler guys, Troy Palamu, the guys that we respect and you know on the football field and off the football field. The last thing I'll say is you can enjoy Michael Jackson's music, right? Does anyone miss him? No, they don't. Did anyone want to hear about anything he said for the 30 years before he died? No, they didn't. That's AB. Like we're doing the field, never want to hear from him again. See you later, alligator. Done. Did you did you ever try the moonwalk? That's the next question. <laughs> I have. When I was in grade seven, we did this hip-hop class. I was okay at it, but I wasn't like... Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll I, be doing it again. <laughs> I uh, I tried it with you. Know, you put your socks on, you go into a you know slippery floor, and you can do it. But I can't do it with shoes on. It's just too hard. How do you get that like mechanicalness? You know. Uh, but no, well said, Manny. You, you, you're exactly right. Like the AB stuff and the, the rent you just had it was just. I can't wait to listen back to it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not too bad. I do enjoy a rant. But look, uh, if, uh, we don't have any questions from the, the, the live chat this week. I think uh, my, rant, my rants probably put people back into their shells. But Mark, is there ever anything else you wanted to cover off on the show this week before we uh, before we call it a show? It's gone so quick. It always goes yep. so quick. Just want to say one thing. I'm not saying anyone's a fair weather fan. I'm just just saying don't give up because the reason that I I love this team and why I follow is I'll put it this way and how we are struggling. I don't I don't wait eight months to I think we've got a an issue there on Mark's side of the ball, which is at a funny time, or I'm talking into space, but my internet connection looks pretty good at the moment. But I think Mark said he's you know he doesn't oh. wait or you're back. You're what back. Happened? You, you froze. I, it was very funny. You you literally said, I don't wait all, and then you froze. <laughs> I think my net just dropped out for a little bit. All I'm saying is I don't wait, right? So, like, as a, as a, a fair-weather fan of jumping off the boat right now, I don't wait nine months to then say, oh, I'm going to watch three games and go, oh, we suck. We're terrible. I'm not watching this. I get rid of Ben. Get rid of Tomlin. No. I We still have 14 games to go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, for those on the audio side, I've just brought up a live chat from Neil Skinner who says he froze like Jukes, and that's it. Fair uh, Portner asks, Ben is the 32nd ranked uh, from a quarterback rating perspective. Our rush offense is 32nd in the league. Our O-liner is ranked 29th by PFF before the season. My question is, are we rated too highly? We can, Can't we get can rated only, more highly than the last one. We can only get better from there. We can only get better. That's it. And that's the thing. I, you look at this defense, right? 
<laughs> Sorry, Ryan's cracked me up as well and throwing me off. He said Mark could just be a very long, dramatic pause. Yeah, you like have this cool feature now on StreamYard where you can just, you know, make it look like you froze. But what I wanted to say was like is sorry about the motorbike in my in the background for me, but uh, you know, you look at this team and it can't get much worse, right? We've had a lot of guys off injured with defense the last few weeks, and that's the thing, it wasn't good against the Bengals. But Big Ben hopefully has watched that tape of that poor interception. We've got defensive guys back that can put the, that put the pressure on, uh, you know, and look for them to step up against his pack, against the Packers this week and put themselves back on the map, right? And at the end of the day, if we win two away games, we've lost the two home ones, it should be easy to win at home. That's something to look forward to, uh, you know, later on in the season as well, if we can keep up that, that strength when we play away. And, and... Most people thought we were going to go four and two, you know, through the first six games. Okay, we beat the Bills. That was one of the ones we were going to drop, right? We were meant to get over the Raiders. We're definitely meant to get over the Bengals, right? We dropped those two games. Get over the Packers this week. Mm -hmm. We're two and two. There's two more games to come. And I said this after week one, because after what didn't look good, you know, even though we got away with the win, it was get to the bye week, refresh, get guys back, see where you're in the mix, right? I'd love to, you, you know, you still can get 10 wins, right? If you get 10 wins, I think you're in the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, it's anyone's game. It's anyone's game. But look, exactly. to close it out, I think we're going to uh, finish it up with Shield's question. And he says, here's a question. <laughs> what would make you hopeful for this team coming off this Green Bay game aside from a dominant win? Oh, Big Ben. Big Ben having time on four or more plays to actually throw the football. Like he needs plus three and a half seconds on actually. Yeah. He needs three and a half seconds on 10 plays, whether he makes the throw or not. For me to be hopeful, uh, a win would be great. But if we lose by three points, seven points from a last minute touchdown and we're in this game, the whole game, uh, if we have a great, you know, completion rate where first downs are good, not turning the ball over. If the Packers beat us and we don't beat ourselves, then I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be better than last week. <laughs> that was, oh, I mean, that was atrocious. I do want to say to, to finally close out the show, this is the absolute last thing I want to say is last week we talked about the time of possession that the Steelers had and it wasn't very good. And then they had the ball for 35 minutes and they didn't do anything with it. Seven, 77 plays and we, Still did nothing. <laughs> so what do you uh, but with with that, that's this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peveril, as always, joined by my co-host Marky D, Mark Davison. Mark, close it out. Go Steelers. <laughs>